grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble and reminisce about crazy fun old days. I am sober now. But that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with different kinds of people, artists, comedians, actors, all sorts of crazy people, and to reminisce about the good old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from Dayton, Ohio. Ah, Wyatt, let's! What's going on, man? I'm excited to be here, buddy. Thanks What's for up? having me. What's up? Absolutely. It's good for, to see you again. Good to see you. Everybody listening, we are coming to you live on location from Old Dayton Pizza at Riverside Hideaway in Dayton, Ohio. Where we met. Where we met. Where this we is met. Exact location. So plug everything up front. I want the listeners to figure out where they can find you. I know your TikTok is pretty big. You got some weird ass videos on there. <laughs> yeah, man. You can find me. It's Wyatt Lutz Comedy on everything. W Y A T T L U T Z Comedy on everything. TikTok, Snapchat. OnlyFans. You do have <laughs> an OnlyFans, right? I did for a while. No, I deleted it after I got my paycheck and left. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, all my social media, Wyatt Let's Comedy. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Shouts so, out, man. Yeah, man. So let's talk about it. Because we met here, Old Dayton Pizza at Riverside Hideaway. We met here a year and a half ago because I was looking at the memories on Facebook just to see. It was September of 2020. And it was crazy because uh, I came to visit my mom and my stepdad, and they have this restaurant and pizza place. And they're like, oh, well, we should do a comedy show. And that's so I, right when stuff was starting to open up. Too. Yeah, right yeah. right when it was coming back. And <clears throat> I reached out to Mike Wells, who, like, one of the bartenders they had knew him. And they're like, oh, I know a comic. So they put me in touch with Michael Wells. Great follow on Twitter. It's very good with the one-liners. Oh, yeah. uh, but I, follow, I followed up with him, and we got everything together. And it was you and uh, who else was here? Gerald was here. Jarrell. Jarrell. Yeah. Um, and Mike was here. And then Chris was here. Karwaski. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. There's a lot of people. So it was but it was fun. So all these comics came out and we made the lineup. Uh, you were here. Obviously, that's where I met you. And it was interesting because you were like, yeah, I'm like a year into comedy. And you and I and Jarrell all three of us kind of sat in the back and just talked comedy for like an hour before the show. And it was a blast. And then we went up. I ate a huge dick. I didn't even close <laughs> out the show at my parents' own restaurant. Um, and I bombed. But you did really well. And you were very, like, energetic. And I was like, oh, this guy's got something. Like, you loved being on stage. And I remember you were only like a year in. And I followed you on everything, and then you started to, like, blow up on TikTok and stuff. When I, you know, I left, went home, and then eventually moved to New York. But I've always kind of kept loosely in touch with you. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw some of the stuff you were doing. So let's talk about first, because we'll get into the Chappelle and the Donnell stuff, but let's first talk about how you got into comedy. Were you always a fan of comedy, or did you, like, how did that happen? So I always was a big fan of comedy. My dad was always kind of like the funny guy. My yeah. dad was always a very good storyteller and stuff, and uh, he introduced me to old Jim Brewer and Eddie Murphy and Andrew Dice Clay at a pretty young age, yeah. you know, so, like, I had a good grip of what comedy was. And uh, throughout my years growing up, you know, Dane Cook came in, Chappelle, you know, all, all the big guys. Yeah. And, but I never really, like, thought, this is what I want to do. I, I want to do that. You know, I thought these people were just, like, a next level up. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't understand the concept of you could be that. You yeah, because yeah, when we go to school, everyone talks about I want to be an astronaut or a firefighter. And right. there's paths to do that. Right. With comedy, it's just like... Before the internet age, you're just kind of like, I don't know how to do that. Right. That's not a real job. You yeah. Know, that, that's what everybody would say. That's not oh, a real yeah. job. Oh, yeah. They still say it. Yeah. 
Exactly. I had my, my uncle, when I told him I was doing comedy, he said, well, what are you going to do to pay the bills? And yeah. it's like, okay, thanks for telling me that. Are we, like, that's motivation. You People know? in my family all the time still ask me, like, well, what's your plan B? And I go, if you have a plan B, you don't have a plan A. Exactly. So this is it. But no, I, I mean, I was always very overweight and stuff growing up, so I learned my sense of humor pretty young yeah, and my personality, yeah. you know, to, to cope with that and was always told I was the funny guy. And then uh, in like 2018, I started like taking control of like my life, losing weight and yeah, going you after. you lost a significant amount of weight, right? Yeah, about 80 pounds. Yeah, my man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's awesome. I still, I'm still down about 80 pounds. I was close to 300, man, and it was... It was bad, <laughs> but I just started going after like what I wanted to do in life, man. And then I started, I tried to stand up for the first time and fell in love. And I mean, here we are. When you tried it, was it an open mic? Yeah, it was an open mic at Wiley's comedy club in Dayton. So okay. it was like, it was a legit first time in a club. Yeah. Uh, Were you scared I, to death? I, I was very nervous, but it was so cool. And I still like experience this to this day. Like I get the nerves all the way up until I walk up the steps and my footsteps on the stage. And then it like washes away it's yeah. weird it's like it's showtime like like in my head what i what i would tell myself when i get on stage is like are you going to let yourself look scared and be be a bitch on stage <laughs> or are you going to do the very best you can because yeah. you're already above everybody else in the crowd because you're, you're on stage on stage yeah. yeah and they're paying attention to you so have fun with it absolutely there's a really good line in that movie get him to the greek where russell brand's character says i'm nervous and he goes, it's good to feel something. It's good to feel this way. Right. And I still get that way when I have a big show. Because yeah. I've been doing this a little bit longer than you. And when I have, like, mics and stuff now, I just don't, you know, obviously I don't. And I'm sure you're at this point where you're like, what the fuck ever? Like, yeah. I'm just here to work out this bit and go home. But it's fun whenever you have a bigger show or a show with stakes, like you're auditioning for something. or It's so, at, during it, it feels terrible because I'm like, I'm going to vomit. But right. afterwards, you think about it. It's like, oh, that's fun. Like, that's the energy. Right. That's, like that, that's what ah, gives you that high. Afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, it's the load to get you that exterior. And then high. you fucking go out there and you crush or you bomb. But hopefully you crush and then you get off and you're like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Someone gave me a good quote uh, years ago uh, that stuck with me. And I've used it a lot in comedy. And it's uh, the cave you fear holds the treasure you seek. There you and go. Like, that's, I mean, that's. Oh, that's a deep one, man. That's a deep one. So you started comedy in 2019, right? 2018, you said? Eight. Yeah, 18. 18 is where you got up at Wiley's. No, it was no, it was 2019. You're right. Yeah, yeah. 2019. Yeah, because I met you in September of 2020, and you had been doing it for about a year. At that yeah, point. 2019. COVID messed everything up. Like you know, so like I did comedy for maybe eight, ten, eight to ten months, and then COVID happened. And we didn't do anything for nine months up here. You yeah. Know, so well, let's talk about it because you um. Well, uh, let's hang on. We were on the TikTok thing and the social media thing. So what happened with that? Because I reached out to you because I was getting really frustrated. And I was like, dude, I don't fucking get it. Like, why is it I'm putting clips up and they're not getting any views? But then I'll see someone put like the dumbest video up and it gets a million views. And you literally text me back. You just go, I don't know, man. It just gets what it gets. Like, it wants what it wants. I have no idea how it works, dude. Because you're up to almost 100,000 followers there, right? No, I'm at like 43. I thought you were at like 70. Mm-mm, no, okay. 43,000. That's still a lot. Still, I mean, yeah, for barely putting in any effort. I literally just put the most stupidest shit like what you just said. I like, know, and some of your videos, I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I left the gym one day, and I, something felt weird. And, like, I literally. <laughs> this is funny. I realized, like, what it was. I just pulled out my video camera, and, like, I went tan. And when I slipped my sweatpants back on, my both my legs went in the one hole of my underwear. Skirt, yeah. yeah, and it was like I was wearing a mini skirt, and it blew up on TikTok. Like, people loved it. Didn't it eventually get taken down for, like, sexual yeah, yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. God. So, um. So you had that going, and then I know you recently quit your day job to do comedy full-time, so it's obviously going well. And a big part of that was we were talking before that we got on mic about the hangout and like just being around comedy and comics in general. So for those of you listening, if you've lived under a rock, when Dave Chappelle Chappelle lives about five, ten minutes from where we're sitting right now in Yellow Springs, everybody knows that, but he decided when COVID happened – to do like a summer festival with comics and stuff. Now, what exactly did you work there or did you get introduced to him? How did that, cause you were there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, so how did that happen? So I went to 
in 2020, I went to four of the shows out there as just a paid at ticket. Paid, yeah, okay. I went. I went when the tickets were pretty cheap, like in the beginning, and then yeah. they kind of skyrocketed pretty pricey. What did they end up being? They were five hundred bucks for two tickets. Okay, because that's what it is in New York. He plays a lot at the stand, uh-huh. and because it's a very intimate, private room, they don't have a lot of seats to sell, so right. the seats get expensive. Right. And it's it's right around that same. So I, I went to four of the shows, and then in. This is when they first started, though, and they didn't realize if it was going to be anything. Right. So it's like, and then 50, someone Mo Ammer ended up getting COVID, Mo. and they closed it down. And then when they started up in 2021, they did a couple shows, and uh, they had s- the Live Nation uh, had somebody they were working for them uh, flunk out on them, stop coming, and my buddy that worked for them mentioned my name. And okay, so you had a friend that was already in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, what was the friend doing? Was he just like a stagehand or production? production? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, he got me on out there, and we would set up the chairs and stuff out in like the social distance areas but and whatnot. But let's, let's not skate over. You had a friend that said, hey, check out my buddy. So you're newer into comedy. Dave Chappelle is arguably one of the greatest comedians to ever live. What is that like when your buddy's like, hey, I threw your name in the ring? Like, are you freaking out? Are you excited? It, like, it was very. That blows my mind. It was really exciting and humbling at the same time that, like, my friend would think of me. You That's know, awesome. You know, yeah. that he would mention me because he knows how much that means to me. You yeah. know, these guys are my idol. Like, literally, the first week, the first night I worked out there. First night, I'm walking around the corner after I was blowing some of the rain off of the chairs, and I see Dane fucking Cook just standing there, and I'm my jaw dropped. Yeah. I'm like, this is my first night out here. I've and said like, it a million times, but Dane is the reason I started doing stand-up. Dane had his, his one of his jokes was the first joke that made me fall in love with comedy about the atheist and grinding the paper down, yeah. and like <laughs> printing the Bible on him. I loved that joke so much as a kid. That started my love. We do come back as a tree, and they yeah, grind yeah, you up, yeah, and they make yeah, paper out of you, yeah. and they print the Bible <laughs> yeah, on you. Yeah, 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 dude. And I got to shake Dane's hand and tell him that, like that. I that he's joke, really cool too. He was so cool. He'll man. still to his, this day. He'll still because that was his big claim to fame was he would respond to everybody on MySpace back yeah. then. And I remember back in like 2010, I sent him a message, and he's like, "Yeah, just keep grinding." And I had just gotten like, like I said, I started in 09, so I had just started doing open mics, and he replied. Then in 2013, when I got out of rehab, I sent him another message, like, "Hey, man, I just got like we're buddies." I'm like, "Hey, man, I just got out of rehab, gonna get back on the horse," and he's like, "Good for you, man." And then fast forward 2022, I messaged him living in New York. Still to this day. He still messages people back. He's like, good, man. I'm glad to hear it. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Dude, I'm literally his energy, like, on stage and in the movies, that's how he was in person. Like, God, that's so, so happy-go-lucky. Cool. Like, I t- when these people were, were uh, at Chappelle's, like, at this venue, they were in, like, a safe haven. Yeah. You know, because you had to have backstage, like, passes to be beyond a certain point. So they could really be themselves back here. And, like, I didn't want to bug him, you know. Yeah. He kind of came up to me. He fist bumped me. And, like, that that I felt like was my opportunity. You know? Yeah, and absolutely. When I told him that stuff, I was like, Dane, I really hope I'm not bugging you, man. Like, I, I'm just, you know, this is childhood. A yeah, this yeah. is I'm a comic, and this means a lot to me. And, like, he was like, Wyatt, if you were bugging me, I would have already walked away by now. He's like, I appreciate, you know, I love hearing, like, you know, how I inspired you, like, in the comedy thing. It was so cool, man. So personal. that's awesome. Yeah. Don't do what I do, which is like, I accosted Dan Soder outside of a bathroom one time in New York. <laughs> Worst decision ever. <laughs> I was just, just moved there. And the crazy thing, which I'm sure you experienced with Dave's thing, you, we experience it every day in New York is because that's where a lot of the comics live. Right. So you literally will turn a corner at a comedy club and you're like, Holy shit, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so. And my good friend, friend of the show, Marcus Crespo had just opened for him in Florida. And he's wow. like, dude, I've told the story a million times, so I won't tell it again. But he's like, Dan, super cool. You should introduce it. And I was so hyped that I s- just saw him coming out of the bathroom. And I was like, Dan, and ran up. And he was like, whoa. And so I learned very early in New York, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you already had that mechanism. You already had that in your head. You're like, I don't want to bug you. But right. also, this, you're a childhood hero of mine. Right. So... That's the first day. Now, was it like that every, like, how long did you work there? How so often were they doing shows? That weekend, uh, the last night they were there, Dane was out on stage playing a guitar. Uh, someone, like, after the show, Dane was playing a guitar on okay. the stage. 
and Craig Robinson showed up and brought out a keyboard and started jamming on the keyboard and making up songs. I got to meet Bill Murray out there. Uh, Kid Rock. Kid Rock was there uh, for Donnell. Like, Donnell invited him. And uh, as soon as Kid Rock pulled up, he got out of the Suburban, came right up to me and shook my hand and was like, what's up? My name's Bobby. And I was like, what's up, man? My name's Wyatt. Like, ah. nice to meet you. And we got it was kind so of the cool. same hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Donnell, like, Donnell was the coolest, man, like, for real. And Donnell's, So we're talking about Donnell Rollins. Yeah, Donnell Rollins. He's who opens Ashy for, Larry on yeah. the Chappelle show. He Hilarious. works with Dave a lot. Yeah, best friends. Uh, the first, I didn't meet Donnell for the first week. He was out of town doing something, and then he came and uh, I met him backstage, and he just walked up to me, and I was, I just like out of instinct, I was like, "What's up, son?" Like that's how he talked, and he just said it to me, "What's up, son?" And like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it it was neat, you know. That could have gone very poorly. right, right, right. But we, uh, it, he was super cool, man. We, uh, he found out I was a comic, and the next night, it was the night before the last show out there. Donnell came up and was like, "Yo." Uh, be ready tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you five minutes. And Are you serious? Yeah, and I was so some of the greatest comedians in the world all flock to Dayton or to Yellow Springs yeah. to do Dave Saves the Summer, and then Donnell comes up to you and goes, "Hey, be ready tomorrow." Yeah, I'm giving you. And that was the night Bill Murray was there, Kid Rock was there, Ronnie Chang, Tony Woods, Michael Shea, uh, obviously <sighs> Chappelle. Like, yeah, it was. Bonkers. How did it go? So, tell that story. So, so the next night I show up. Are you mind you? I worked for Live Nation. Like, yeah. And so I told him like I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Like I'm bringing dress clothes. Yeah. And, like this is a so big opportunity. So at the time though, were they like just the the, the 24 hours before Donnell tells you this? Do you go home? Do you start writing a set list? Are you panicked? No, like what no, are you? What I, are you I knew. I knew my five. minutes. You had your five. Yeah. yeah. I have, I have, I have like I've got minutes. mine now. Yeah. yeah. I have a five minutes ready. Um. Because you're a fucking professional. Right. You got to stay ready in this yeah. business. But I've got uh, a five, a 12 and like a 20 yeah. always like, yeah, all right, yeah. here we go. Yeah. So. So anyway, like I, I go home. I was booked in Indianapolis that night. That right. night I was supposed to have. Oh, so right. I canceled on them. Yeah. Obviously. You know <laughs> obviously. what I mean? <laughs> and uh, hey guys. So the whole time that next day I'm in my nice dress, like button up shirt and stuff. And uh, you're wearing I'm, boots. I take you for a boot guy on stage. I was wearing cowboy boots. Fuck yeah, yeah, you were. yeah, yeah. Um, gator skins. Actually. Yeah, you were. So I was like Don, like talking to Donnell. I was like, "Hey, is this like, is it going on?" And he was like, "I don't know yet. Like, I'm waiting to talk to so and so." It was the tour manager, and it went all the way. So you the, didn't even know. I know. I didn't know. I was. So he waiting. says, "Be ready tomorrow." You come in, fucking stoked. He said, "Be ready." I be ready. I'm trying to get you five minutes. Tomorrow. Okay. That's what he said, "I'm trying." And then you got there, and you're like, "Come on!" And I didn't know. You know, I messaged him the night before, and he was like, "I still haven't heard anything." Day of, I'm standing by the stage, and like, just show, ready. Sh- show starts, and it didn't happen. And then, yeah. Oh man. And then I'm not going to mention a name because I don't know who you're friends with. Uh, but there was a chick performing out there, and she bombed hard, and then you ran, tell me then ran three lights. She ran three lights, supposed to do ten minutes, and did like twenty five. And I'm standing there on the side of the stage, boiling hot, because like yeah, that's I couldn't have minutes. I couldn't have got five minutes. There wasn't it was too tight of a show, but she can run three lights, you know. And she bombed. It was. Yeah, I'm not going to mention name on here, but got to tell me after. Uh, anyways, show goes over. It was oh, cool. just real quick. If you're listening, become a Patreon subscriber, and I'll put it in the Patreon <laughs> notes. Who it there is? There we go. Yeah, get some money. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so what happens? So show went on great. We close. It was a fun night, man. Closing the show God. out. Uh, I was like, so hyped, and now I'm so like yeah, I feel it, like it, how you well, felt. Like I'm the, pissed. The story gets. I know gets it better. does. Yeah, but. it comes around. So. Um, we do our thing, whatever. A week later, show, shows are done for the summer. You're still in dress clothes, though. And now, because you, you work for Live Nation, do you have to, like, help break everything yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. In your dress clothes? No, I had extra clothes. Okay. Me. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, been, that'd been really funny, though. Yeah, that'd been funny. And you're getting Just boots. wiping tears the whole time. <laughs> you're crying. Yeah. But, uh, so anyways, <laughs> that was that was the last show. Everything was cool. And then 
the next week I get an invite from like the main woman through uh, Live Nation to a staff party that we like okay. they were having at. So the shows are done. It's yeah. over. Live Nation says, you know, thank you so much for employing us, Dave. We're going to have yeah. a staff party. Yeah. And you're like, all right, bet. I worked. I'll be there. Yeah. Um, so went there. There was a dude actually that. I'm not going to go into details. Like I said, I don't know really what I can and can't say, but this dude did not like me for some reason. And uh, he actually uninvited me to the staff party. So you got, was it someone who worked there or a yes, comedian? Yes, yes. Someone who worked. For Live Nation. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying, but yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, I see yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah, worked. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> he didn't like me, and he uninvited me after his boss invited me. Okay. And I was like. I thought you were talking about another comic. Like, I was like, fucking blast him he up. He was man. like, he. I argued with him. I was like, no, dude, I'm definitely coming. Like, I got invited. And he was like, fine, don't make it about all, all about you. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, whatever. I got there, and I'm hanging out with all these this people. This is the guy. Side note, this is the guy who watched how much fun you had and like yeah. how how many people you met and how it really influenced your career. I mean, yep. literally 30 years from now, you're going to be like retired from comedy talking about it was that summer that really pushed me into what I did yep. for the rest of my life. Yep. And this guy saw that and he was like, oh, all about Wyatt. Yep. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. Exactly. So. You're like, I'm going to the party, whatever. You show up, so gator skins on? No, I don't know, okay. no. But I had a, my dope Death Row record shirt on. I, yeah, I like it. Gotta always rep that. So hanging out, and it's like a carnival. There's clowns on stilts and shit in volleyball. Is it's this like, just the Live Nation people, or like this the is comics like there the too? comics, like Donnell and okay. Dave, and like so obviously the guys who put it together. Every, yeah, everybody that yeah. was a part of it. Yeah. Um. So we're all hanging out there. It's at this beautiful log cabin, and then. It's like a backyard barbecue, and all of a sudden, I hear Donnell on the microphone, and he said, yeah, son. yeah, he said, yo, where's Wyatt at? Wyatt, where you at? And, like, I was like, no, there ain't no way this motherfucker's saying this right now. And, like, I walk up there, I'm like, I'm right here. And he's like, yo, get up here, son. And uh, he was like, Wyatt, I tried to get him uh, some time on the last show, but it didn't work out, so why you want to come do some time right now? And I was like, hell yeah, you know, walk up there. Hand me the mic, dude, and I like for is being everybody like ready, like listening. Yeah, but it's a scattered out That's, backyard yeah. barbecue, and like some people are eating and shit. And Dave is walking out in the like the field. And I took the mic and like. For being the situation it was, I had a killer set. That's like, awesome. Because that's it, not a good, that's a tough right. road to hoe. Yeah, yeah. And I was the first one, like, stepping up doing comedy. Donnell was obviously talking and shit, but he wasn't doing a set or nothing. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, I like, I, my eye was on Dave the whole time. Was he, I was why, was he listening? No, and he wasn't paying attention to me. Okay. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. He wasn't paying attention to me. But, like, he does that sometimes. I got, I got really dope pictures of, like, me at a punchline with Donnell, like, busting up laughing in the background. I got That's it printed awesome. in my, my apartment and shit. It's really cool. But then Dave went up right after me. So you opened for Dave Chappelle? Pre pretty much. I mean, no, 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 you did. Yeah, at a, par at a private party. Yeah. It's sick, but you can leave that last part out. Just say I've opened for Dave Chappelle. Right, right. I have. I mean, but I feel when I say that sometimes it puts like a standard that I have to go <laughs> up to. You know what I mean? Like people are oh, expecting. Like, oh, you're going to use that Chappelle credit. This guy must be pretty damn good. So I got to be on my A game. But uh, uh, no, it was cool, and like I got some cool karma because the dude that uninvited me. While Dave was on the mic, like, told a joke, that dude was drunk and walked up to Dave and interrupted him and was like, no, 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 you should have said it this way. And, like, tried to correct, I swear to God, tried to correct Dave on a joke, and Dave just looked at him and, like, looked away and, like, just started, like, doing what he... That guy got he, fired. He, oh, he should have. He oh, should have. God. He should have. Oh, it man, was, it that's was, karma. It was, yeah, it was funny karma for me to watch. So that guy was just hammered? Yeah. Did you get... Did you... Now, because I don't... Obviously, I don't drink at all anymore, but... I remember there was a time where I would get drunk before I would go up on stage. Do you ever do any of that, or are you very uh, strict about how you get on stage? There's a threshold. So, like, I do like to have a drink, a whole drink in me before I go up. Like, especially if I'm doing, like, 30 minutes. Like, if I'm at a funny bone, like, I like to get the nerves kind of cut. Yeah. I don't like I don't like getting trash, though, on stage. Have you ever been trashed on stage? I've been to where it was borderline, like starting to kind of like I wasn't slurring, yeah. But like, but you could feel I, it. Yeah, like, I was I'm like, there. you need to slow down, buddy. You need to put this in low gear. Like, <laughs> it was a uh, yeah. I think it was with Donnie Baker. 
It was like the last show of the weekend, though. It was fun, but you had a couple too many, yeah, and you're like, uh oh. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like. Uh, Are you a big drinker? Like, no. yeah, I was gonna say because, and that's the weird thing is, uh, people because I've been doing the show for a while now, and a lot of comics that I have on, the, the ones that take comedy like really seriously, like you and I do, there's a very hard line between like, like I'll have a drink or two maybe, but I'm not getting fucking trashed to right. go on, like this is my work. Well, your your job is to be a step ahead of the audience. Exactly, so you got to be sharper. Yeah, because I, I do um, not go up high either. I do not smoke weed. That make that ruins me smoking yeah. weed before I go. I on couldn't stage. imagine because I'm not a big. In college, it was always the joke. My roommate was a big pothead, and I was the big drinker. So, and I just never liked pot, and he never really liked to drink. So it kind of worked out. But I couldn't imagine getting on. I've been high like three or four times in my life. On weed, mm-hmm. done a lot of coke, but on yeah. weed, I couldn't imagine getting on stage like I've that. I've done cocaine once and went on stage, and it was... You did it before you went on stage? Yeah, it was terrible. Was this the only time you've ever done cocaine? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were... Because <laughs> you said I've done cocaine once. I was like, no, oh, shit. Once before, before I you went got on stage. stage. Well, yeah. Tell what happened. Where were... I, I had a bad set, and I fucking thought it was the audience's fault, and it made Why me did mean. you do it, though? Were you just, like, at a club just having a friends. good time? Yeah. yeah, just with friends, and was like, fuck it, I'll just do it. It was offered, so I was like, all right. And then you got on stage, got and, on stage and, like, I just wasn't on my game, and it showed, it reflected. And uh, Was this at a big club or, like, a bar show? I'm not going to say that. Right. <laughs> it was at a club. Though. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to say. Because yeah. bar shows, like, fuck it. Who gives <laughs> yeah. a shit? But, but it was... Uh, Man, it uh, it made me mean. I'll never do it again. Like it was, I told the crowd like because the night off. before, no, pretty much like the night before, um, I got offered heroin before I went on stage in uh, Newcastle, Indiana. Oh some, shit! Some hillbilly. I did an adult prom out there, and this dude offered me heroin, and I'm like, absolutely not. Like, what are you talking about? Speaking of low gear, though, if you did the heroin, you would have been in a low <laughs> no gear. No shit. But I told the crowd when I was bombing, I was like, I got offered heroin last night, and I wish I would have done it so I wouldn't have had to do this set in front of you guys tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's funny now. Yeah, It's hilarious yeah. now. I was videotaping it, and uh, one of my buddies you in the back. That tape? Yeah, yeah I still haven't watched it either. But I've watched the end because my buddy was sitting there next to my phone, and right when I got off stage, he leaned in and was like, wow, Wyatt. <laughs> Dude, I didn't do comedy for two weeks after that. Like, God, it, that's it brutal. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. I wanted to get into some of these stories because you did send me a list, uh, which I do appreciate. Let's talk about, we'll go chronologically. Let's talk about when you were 11. Okay. It's Don't worry, everybody. It's not that kind of a story. Uh, you had just texted me getting drunk at 11. Yeah. So how does that, I know we're in Dayton. I know it's kind of country out here, but how did that happen? So I grew up... Um, shared parenting i lived with my my dad half the time my mom half the time and uh like i had uh, a different group of friends my friends when i was just like in fifth grade so i was 11 my friends was the graduating class of 2005 they Get were out of here really? yeah they were all like my they were my best friend they were like my big brothers and yeah. like i was literally 11 years old at every party they had how did that with happen? my because my dad was friends with their dads oh, okay so my dad just would like these guys and like would, yeah my dad was a big hunter and like taught all these boys like a lot of shit so like i hung out with them and they let me get drunk my dad let me get drunk with them when i was 11 years old and i drank <laughs> seven natty lights I think. at 11 yeah were you like fuck yeah? Here we go. Uh, yeah, I, I it was. I remember like doing like the side stepping and like you know I'd walk four feet to the right and then seven feet to the left. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then I got body slammed by one of my dad's buddies who was an ex marine, like an ex drill sergeant. Really? Dude, yeah. Dude's like six five and has like hair like Moses now retired <laughs> and just out of the blue straight up picked me up and body slammed me, dude, on the ground at eleven, hammered. God, so. Did you like drinking after that, or were you kind of like fuck this? I, I mean, it was it was the the label of things like like you know being a kid, immature, like oh yeah, I drank a beer last night. Like I remember at my birthday yeah. parties, we'd all like between six of us pass a beer around and just take sips out of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And thought it was something, you know what I mean? God, but like I didn't start, forward. I didn't start like partying, like me drinking heavy. Until I was like 16 or 17 like Okay so in buddies. high school Yeah That's how it normally happens But I was around it 
like from when I was 11 and up, like I said, like, yeah, you just because yeah. you had a lot of these older kids that were your yeah, friends. They, I would literally dad. go spend the weekend with him. One dude lived in a trailer park, a, a nice little trailer park, and I'd go spend the weekend with him. He'd have all these smoking hot girls come over and shit, and they thought I was just the cutest little Hell thing yeah. ever. So, like, yeah, they'd get girls to show me their titties all the time and stuff, <laughs> dude. It was lit. Like, I loved it as a kid. God, man, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a cool childhood, but it also made me mature quicker, too, because, yeah. like, um, they didn't want to talk about the kitty things, you know. Yeah, they're you're like, not talking about Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact exact example my dad uses when we talk about it. You know, don't want to talk about Power Rangers with him. You yeah, know? but it, talk it, about definitely, real shit. it definitely formed a lot of my personality and like who I have a lot of credit to give to a lot of them people growing up. Man, they made me who I am. And I'm yeah, blessed. A lot of them are still in my life. It's that's cool. awesome. Do yeah. they come to shows in Seventeen? Yeah, now? Man. yeah. Fuck, man, yeah, that's so sweet. cool. I, I I run a monthly show in my hometown in the the plug bar. it. Tell everybody where they can find it. Yeah, it's uh, the third Wednesday of every month. It's called Sour Mugs Tavern. We have comedy night the third Wednesday of every month, once a month. Uh, so I I promote it on my Facebook and Instagram and stuff. So just follow me on that Wyatt Let's Comedy. But it's awesome, man. I've been going to this bar since I was like eight with my dad, just getting food and stuff, and yeah. like like goes along with i hung out with the older group of people i was the only kid they would let in this bar past nine o'clock like oh, really? i was 11 and 12 years old and i'd be in there till midnight because they liked my dad and liked me i wasn't childish i didn't have to yeah, worry about running me around yeah so now being an adult and being going into this professional world performing uh it's so cool to be able to bring my friends from all around the country like to my hometown and i you've done a lot of shows you know how bar shows can oh, go yeah Dude, they turn this bar into a club. Like, See, that's it's awesome. unreal. Like, it's a hidden gem of comedy. Everybody so loves cool. coming there. That and that's really cool because, we, like we alluded to and talked talk about earlier, the first show you and I did together was at my mom and stepdad's bar, yeah. and it was one of those situations where it was outside and everyone just kind of came because the owner's you know son was in town and they're like, we're doing comedy. Yeah. And so it was a weird situation because I've done shows like when I lived in Oklahoma City for a minute. We would do shows at bars where the Oklahoma City Thunder game, they, they won't even turn the volume down. They're like, no, the Thunder are playing, and you're trying to do jokes. Yeah. So they can be brutal, but the place you do it at, they're like, no, it's we're doing Wyatt's show tonight. It's, like, it's so comedy. sweet, man. It's so cool. They're And like when people bring merch, I don't give a fuck who it is. They're they're killing in merch. Like, they're, they're, they're everyone so there's supportive. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so sick. It's and they always still wear, like, I'll take pictures of my buddies from New York. Like, I'll see their merch, and I'll snag a picture of <laughs> Terry McNeely. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Terry. He has a shirt that says, Triggered, Nobody Cares. And, like, I took a picture the other night and sent it to him. That's awesome. It's cool. God, so let's talk about, you did send me, um, I kind of want to know about this truck cruise that you sent me. Do you okay. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um so you have a really dark story, but we're going to save that one for the <laughs> yeah, next yeah. one. That's yeah, it's creepy. Um, is it? Wait, it's, it's creepy or it's, is it it's super true. sad? No, no, no. Oh, I thought it was like really sad. It kind of is. Well, but let's there, tell there's let's, a twist. Let's let's. OK, let's tell that one then. Tell okay, that you want one. It, the one about my friend. Yeah. OK, so <sighs> silence, please. Take, <laughs> take us back. Where are we? How Once are upon you? a time, a friend of mine died at my head. No. <laughs> so we uh. uh I, I had a group of friends, and we were all at, like, the Miami County Fair one night, and this is probably eight to ten years ago, I'd say. Yeah, okay. I'm 28, so I was, no, yeah, I was, like, 20, so, like, eight years ago, and I uh, had a, some younger kids at my house, too, that were, like, 17 and 18, yeah, Trying you know. to keep it going. Right, yeah, well, we were, we were partying at my house, uh, my dad was away and shit, and we had some girls over whatnot, and I made, like, hairy buffalo, like, with the fruit and all the liquor and okay. different Kool-Aid and shit. Yeah. And uh, we were all drinking that, having a good time. And then all of a sudden, someone runs in and is like, hey, so-and-so is laying face down in the middle of the road. And it's midnight. And, like, I lived on a busy, like, people flew down this road. Yeah. So we go out there and drag him, like, up, like, get him to come up. Like, I th we thought he was just fucking around faking it. And uh, also, we bring him in, like, the mudroom in my house. And he's What's just... What's a mudroom? Uh... Like where you walk in and like kick your shoes off. Oh, okay. Like, you, like where we call them sunrooms in okay, Florida. You okay. Call yeah. Them mud yeah. Mudroom in the country up here, I guess. So uh, he's kind of laying on the ground there, not really being responsive, and then he'll come to and like these girls are saying, "We need to call an ambulance. We need to call an ambulance." I'm like, "Fuck that!" Like he's faking it. Like he's just fucked up being a dickhead. Yeah. And uh, 
this went on for like 10, 15 minutes. And so he's out of it and then he'll come to yeah, and then yeah, he goes yeah, out of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, stop and being an asshole. I love the guy to death. I'm, this is not me talking shit about him, but he was kind of notorious for like that kind of attention. Pranks, like yeah. Wanting attention like that. And so like we took him outside or something and laid him on his back. And this dude starts seizing and bouncing off the ground like a foot. Like, literally from his back, a foot off the ground, season out. And, like, I'd lean him up, and then he started, like, dry heaving and shit. So I shoved my fingers down this dude, my friend's throat, and got him to puke and, like, gagged him. And, like, he started throwing up whatever was in him. But yeah. every time we'd lay him on his back, dude, he started seizing. So we did call the squad, and the squad. You got it. Yeah, yeah, at that yeah, point. At that like, point right. Yeah, yeah. Nah, maybe he's telling the truth this time. So... <laughs> Um, so we call the squad squad comes and, uh, some of the cops where I live and I knew the cops, thankfully. And, uh, <clears throat> they take so-and-so in the squad and start rushing him off. And the cops kind of sticking out front of my house, talking to me. And at this point I had all the underage kids like run to the back in the woods, like yeah. go leave, you know? Um, and we're sitting there talking to the cop and he's like, Hey man, I'm not trying to like ruin your night anymore, but I just got a call from the squad and your friend's flatlined three times. Like, he's probably not going to make it. And I was Holy like, shit. oh, you're fucking kidding me. Like, it's crazy. You know? So he's dying. Yeah. And he was like, Wyatt, tell me right now, you've been drinking tonight? And I was like, yeah, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, we've just been here just, you know, it was at this time it was two girls and me and my other buddy. Yeah. And I was like, we've been just chilling here. He got dropped off, whatever, you know, and, uh. The cop leaves. He was like, I know, I, you know, I was hoping you wouldn't lie to me, blah, blah, blah. Just I'll let you know updates on your friend and left. And we didn't hear nothing. We're calling the ambulance. So you just assume he's dead. Yeah. Assume. Yeah. Assume that he's dead. We're calling the hospitals, trying to see where he's at. Can't find anything. And all of a sudden, we barely got any sleep. All of a sudden, at noon the next day, this motherfucker comes to my house. Get the fuck out of here. Walked in my fucking house, dude. Are you fucking With a serious? hospital band on and a gown on. Just walked in my house. Someone dropped him off. And he had paperwork that said that he had eight different substances in his body. From what? Was he just out partying? No. Before he got to your house? No, or? he was with us at the fair. Oh, God. We were at the truck poles, and then we all came back to my house. Nobody else got drugged. Like, what the fuck? God, so what is he? He's fine now. To this I mean, day, he, yeah, he's, he's still, still alive? stupid, but yeah. God, you literally wrote friend died at my house and I was like, oh, he did. Man. The motherfucker died, yeah. dude. God, that's it was insane. crazy. It was nuts. One just, of the crazy, like one of the scariest moments of my life. What, what did you think when he showed up? Were you just like this? Mother oh, we were flabbergasted. Like yeah. we didn't know what to say. Like, God, jaws dropped because there was like eight of us at my house. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. God, that's insane. Well, now let's <laughs> do. The truck cruise. What does that mean? So the truck cruise was, uh, I had a neighbor of mine. This is back in, I think, 2012, I want to okay. say. I had a neighbor. So you're not doing comedy. You're just kind of no. hanging out. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I just graduated, yeah. and Because uh, you you grew up in this town, right? This is where, uh, not this, this area, town, but you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, my hometown is called West Milton. So a uh, neighbor of mine he ended up passing away from epilepsy in his sleep. He had a seizure in his sleep at 24 and oh my died. God. Yeah, yeah. And he was, good I get so of worried about that. Cause I get, I have from all the concussions from football and stuff. I he had seizures player. well That's into my, exactly yeah, that was. I, I, one of the last seizures I had that really panicked me. I was like 28 and just out of nowhere since I quit drinking. It's really helped, but still I get, I, between he was like a, he was a heavy partier. Yeah, too. Demarius Thomas just had the seizure seizure in his shower. That's how he died. The guy for the Broncos. Yeah. And then you're talking about your friend, and it's like, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what? So, so this happens. So I was pretty yee yee redneck back then, and like in the I'd lifted. Let me say back then. Well, I kind of still am, but like I was in the, <laughs> the lifted trucks and diesel trucks. I had like a Dodge Cummins and shit. Yeah, you did. I had a stack coming out of the hood and whatnot, and. uh God, but, you were really into trucks. Yeah, yeah, but I was big into the. I, I knew a lot of people, and a lot of people knew me. And I, uh, I put All together right. an Must event. Must be nice. Yeah, no, I say that in a very humble way. Like, 
I, I don't know what it is, but a lot of people, people just, do gravitate yeah, towards you. Yes. That's why when I came up here at all the people we hung out with, I was like, I got to get Wyatt on the show. But it's 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 a beautiful thing. Like, I love it. I love meeting new people, making new friends and shit. But like, Except I use for that it. one girl. Yeah, exactly. God, yeah. Fuck it. Thanks, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it yeah, back. Yeah, bringing it back. No. Uh, so anyways, I put together this truck event to where it was like a car show, but it was nothing but lifted trucks and jeeps and stuff and you put this together i put this together and we ended up having we i set it up we met at a church in uh, west milton and because we used the parking lot and i had a hundred trucks show up i made t-shirts i charged like head count and like stuff coming in and we had like i said a hundred trucks i had the cops in on it and they let us file out one by one on uh the main road and like we did like a convoy all in the same line through like some country towns and shit, and then went on the highway and like invaded Hooters and like God, everybody. That's awesome, it was sweet. A hundred big lifted trucks. It was so cool. But we ended up raising like thirteen or fifteen hundred dollars and helped get this like twelve year old girl a service dog that had epilepsy. Aww. And but it was really cool. Like there's pictures of me. I was eighteen in the back of a truck in front of like three hundred people with a megaphone, and that was my first like. That's public, the first time you've ever perfect public speaking like experience. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. And I, I still remember, like, the anxiety and, like, like I shake sometimes, like, on stage because yeah. my adrenaline's, like, Because you're fucking so going, man. Yeah, but it was a real cool thing. I ended up having a couple more, and then I kind of got burned out on – I didn't get burned out, but I kind of got burned on one. I didn't even, like, make over my profit on the shirts. A friend of mine died and, like, had a, a young son. I was trying to raise some money for him, and, like, it just – there was a lot of drama that came with it. With yeah. Just inner things. And like, it did not work And then work you were out. like, I'm out. I still got like 80 shirts. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. And this was in like 2018. God. But it's cool. Like I, I've put on a couple events like that. So it's always been. So you're good at the show thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You're good at running your own shows. Yeah. I like, I mean. You like being in control. I wouldn't say I like being in control. No, that's the I, only I like reason I like people doing together. it. Like, yeah. I like, I like bringing that's people so together. That's so funny. You and I have such opposite views. I like doing my own shows because I like being in control yeah, of yeah. everything. And you're like, no, nah, I just like bringing people together, man. It's nice. Yeah. No, dude, like my, my show that I do at the bar in West Milton is my worst show that I do. Just like, especially when I host it because I'm coming up to a dead room. I'm quieting them down and yeah. shit. But I'm so nervous because it's all the people that I know and I want to do good for them. And I know they're sick of hearing some of my same yeah, shit. You know what bits, I mean? Yeah. So like, obviously it forces me to write more, but like. It's hard to get when you're hosting a cold room warmed up so you can try your new shit yeah, to see if it actually Because that's the thing works. is if you just go in there when there's – because yeah. that's the problem in – not problem, but that's the whole thing in New York is all the open mics are just like 12 or 10 comics mm -hmm. because there's such an oversaturation of comedy. No one's yep. going to go to an open mic. Like in Florida, I'm sure just like in Dayton and this area – like open mics or shows like people will show up and they'll bring their friends and they're like, come see me do stand up. Right. Because there's not an oversaturation of comedy. But in New York, it's just like comics. Right. So um, like you you try new material, but you're like, I don't know. I have no idea if this is funny or not because everyone's just staring at their phone. So I can't imagine going up to a cold room in a bar that you host every you know month. And you're like, hey, guys. Yeah. And they're all like, why? Bring up the other comics. But I did, I did, uh, we talked a little bit, I think, off mic, but I had my one-year anniversary. I've done it for, like, uh, 14 months now, I think. Yeah, you were months. talking about, you just had the uh, one year. But, yeah, I had my one-year anniversary. It was really cool, because my best friend is uh, Vince Morris. He's a established comic. He's been in it 30 years, and wow. he's been on, like, HBO and Comedy Central and shit. But he lives, Shout out, like, Vince. He lives 10 minutes from me, and we're just best friends. He's this, uh, bald, black, this bald black dude. Like, yeah. it's, we're the complete opposite. You'd see us, a white boy with a mullet and this bald black dude, but we're literally best friends. And, like, he uh, he's obviously a huge headliner. He takes me places, but he told me, he was like, he loves coming to my show. Oh, he's, really? Yeah, he, he even comes and hangs out when I don't have him on the show and just watches in the bar. It's super cool. But he was like, no, he said, I'm hosting your one year and you're headlining it. And I uh. had everybody that like made an effect in my comedy career on that show. Like uh, Dane, Dave, Donnell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just you know, small the guys. People. Yeah, no, no. Some people from I had somebody from Atlantic City in and my buddy from uh, here. Oh, Nate yeah, Washington. you were telling me about the buddy yeah. that you have in Atlantic City. But it was, it was super cool, man. I, it was my first like legit headlining spot and it was at my show. And I'd like I crushed. I had a great fucking set and like. I did so well in front of people that, like, I graduated with. They hadn't seen me, like, since graduation and shit. Yeah. 
And like even my friends that come to my shows a lot, they come up to me and was like, "That is literally the hottest I've seen you on stage." God, like, you killed it. It was so, it was so cool, man. And it was literally a packed house, standing room only, just against the walls. Everybody. I've had a couple of shows like that. So cool. Back man. in Florida, where it's like my going away show, there was quite a few people there. I remember I did a show with uh, Daniel Van Kirk. Um, it was when I first came back into comedy. Like I hadn't been back in for six months when I got sober. I had maybe been back for like six months, maybe. And I remember a buddy of mine uh, was like on the he was at he was hosting and he goes, yeah, we're going to have DVK or Daniel Van Curtin this week. And I was like, DVK. He's like, oh, you know, him? I go, yeah, I love DVK. And he goes, do you want to be on that show? And I was like, yeah. And I literally just gotten back. But uh, same kind of thing. Like I invited everyone I knew yeah. and it was so packed. And those are the shows where it's like, here we fucking go. Yeah. That's what keeps us doing it is yeah. those because we know those things exist. Those shows exist. Yep. So when you bomb at a show in front of 12 people, you're like, that's all well and good, but I know this show exists. Like, yeah, I, I, I you're exactly right on that, and I can't wait to experience, like, a big theater roar Dude. like that. Because, like, when I, I hosted for Donnell Rollins and uh, Wiley's back in September... And dude, it was like a two hundred. It was like yeah, it was, but only two hundred people. Like yeah. it, it's an intimate room, but I'm telling you, like the level of like just laughter just kept climbing and climbing that I hadn't heard before because I'd never heard that room like so packed. And then when I introduced Donnell, it just like it hurt my ears. Like, yeah, it That's was a pop, so crazy. Man. Yeah, and I can't wait to experience that, man. I'm just getting to like uh, I forget where I was. Just recently, uh, oh, I was Toledo Funny Bone, and I got like probably like three applause breaks. And yeah, like that. it was some, super, it baby. was super cool, man. But they were just a really, really responsive crowd. That's like, they awesome, were a really dude. cool crowd. Well, let's talk about. So we're talking about some of the good things. Let's humble. We're gonna humble you for a moment, if you let's don't do mind. It. Let's do it. You. <laughs> let's talk about you shitting your pants. Oh God. You sent me the story. Yeah, yeah. We're going to end on the wedding story. So let's talk about the shitting, because that was the most recent one, the wedding. So let's talk about what the pants story. How did this happen? Where are you? How old are you? What's going on? Uh, This is when I was really partying. I was probably like 23. So you did go through a phase where you partied really hard. Yeah, well, yeah. I had a wild group of friends who partied hard. I was probably 22, 23, and like stayed at my one buddy's real nice house. It was his parents' house, and like... We had a fun party, girls everywhere, like taking what, were shots. Were you staying? I don't mean to interrupt, but were you staying at the house or? Yeah, well, like that's yeah, where you lived. Yeah. No, I just okay, was staying for the night. Got like, it, got hanging it, got out. it. Got he had a party. I thought it was parents. like a Van Wilder situation where you all moved into his parents' house. You're <laughs> nah. like fucking party. Yeah, no, nah, that'd been dope. It was a nice house, but we're so hang- you're staying for the night. Staying in there, we were munching and shit, and like taking shots, whatnot. Well, I went to bed and woke, or, or I went on the sl- the couch, and when I woke up at, like, 5 in the morning, I just knew something was up. Like, something didn't feel right, and, like, I went to the bathroom, dude, and I literally had shit my pants bigger than, like, I'd ever before. What did you in eat? My sl- I happened? don't know. I have no clue. But so like, you literally are just partying at a friend's house, got really drunk, fell asleep, and then woke up covered in shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, in my whole underwear and shit. And I was like, oh, my so God. So what did you do? Take us through I t- it. I took everything off and, like, fucking tried cleaning, like, my shit the best I could. And, like, threw my pants in the dryer or some shit. Cause, like, I did don't... you, like, wash them out? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, scr- I scrubbed them and then threw them in the dryer. And I think I threw my underwear in a dumpster or something. What but were you li- walking around the house in? Like a towel? I think. Did you jump in the shower? No. I, yeah, n- yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I jumped in the shower. And rinsed off and then just had my shirt on and a towel. And anyways, called my dad to come get me. He came and got me and he made me go to like the gun and knife show with him or something. Oh, like, that day? Yeah. No, right when he picked me yeah, up. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah right so after. You're hungover. <laughs> yeah. You got poop pants. Yeah, no yeah, underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, why? We got to make a stop. And then the, that next night I go back out and my friend uh, had two girls with him in the next room and was like, yo, dude, I was trying to hook up with these two girls in there and you farted so fucking loud. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, that was no fart. Like, oh, my God. So he heard oh, it? Yeah, he straight up heard it, dude. Oh, man. I, nev- I never admitted to that till now. Shouts out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that hilarious. crazy. So let's never talk about. Because you don't, like you said, you don't drink very often, but you told me this was the most recent story, this wedding. Yeah. 
Yeah, it you said that was kind of some some the the sound of your voice was kind of like yeah. This past weekend, I feel. Oh, like, it, it yeah. just happened. Yeah, I feel like an asshole about it, man. What uh, happened? Who's it was my friend's wedding? Sister, yeah, one of my best buddy? friends. One okay. of my f- best friends' wedding, and his uh, now wife. She's one of my best friends too. She's a sweetheart. Uh, Jake and all the and Jake, niceties, Jake yeah. and Casey. Uh, Shouts yeah. out Jake and Casey. Yeah, let me butter him up a little bit. Yeah, get, say <laughs> everything no, nice. Uh, the wedding was awesome, man. She looked beautiful. Where was it? It was in uh, on Linden Avenue in Dayton. It was a real cool place called the Event Center. Okay. Or Event Connection or something. But uh, badass wedding. It was beautiful. Everybody looked great. But we just started drink. They had a, the wedding was at quarter till five, and we had to show up at noon and just hang out in this room by ourselves. And they had were you in the wedding party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was okay, a groomsman. Why, yeah. yeah, I was a groomsman. That's why you had to get there so yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I feel like an asshole too, because we started drinking so early and like pounding shit. So it's like, like noon, and you're like, well, what are we gonna do? Yeah, well, let's other have a than drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and what were you drinking? Champagne or beers? No, or? we each got a pint of whiskey in our bag, and then there was a cooler full of beer. We oh, pounding. so he gave you guys as a yeah, gift a yeah, pint of whiskey. Yeah, as a and yeah, yeah you gotta give a, the gift after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're me and I was the only trio. So it was me and another groomsman walking with this chick. So there okay. was three bridesmaids and I think five groomsmen all together, something like that. So we had like her walking in the middle. We were trying to, to think of what we were going to do to walk into the reception. We had to stand out. We were the first people walking in. So we got a bunch of ones, like single dollar bills. And we we're going to throw it on her when we walked in. And we were That's like, fun. yeah, it was cool. Like we were all focusing on that and shit. Well, in the wedding ceremony, um, we're standing up there waiting on the bride to come out. All the groomsmen and bridesmaids come out and then a song starts playing, and then you just hear, like, 10 seconds later, someone yell, that's not Casey's song. And, like, dude, I started losing it, like, standing up in front of the whole crowd. And you're drunk. Yeah, I'm drunk, biting my lips, like, shaking, trying not to laugh, and, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like hold it hold it together. And then, like, they, they let the whole song play out. Like, that was the wrong song, and then they started her song. And she looked great coming down the aisle. Everything went great. We walked out. And then that's where we started taking pictures in this, like, stall room. And that's where I blacked out, I guess. You blacked out? Because I just came to sitting, eating my food, sitting in front of everybody. And, like, I, I looked at my the groomsmen I walked in with. I was like, dude, did we do our walk-in yet? Like, what the fuck? And he was like, yeah, what are you talking about? We just did it. He was like, it went great. Everybody loved us. And, I was, I and have, you were out. I have no recognition, re- recollection of it at all. I can't remember a single second of it. And oh it, my and God. I was there and we killed it. But then like so we're sitting there and like I said, the wedding started at like quarter till five and we probably got in a reception place at like six something and I left at eight. I I texted my mom. Someone I had several people come up to me and I was like, "Man, I'm pretty fucked up." And they were like, "Yeah, we can tell." And I'm oh like, "Oh my God, really?" I was like, "Yeah, that's my cue to like get out of here." So like, people were coming up to you like. Like friends, not, yeah. not in a mean way. But, but they're just like, talking. hey, man, you're kind of yeah, yeah. loosey-goosey. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I even, I was the one that said, I was like, I'm pretty fucked up. And they're like, yeah, we can we can tell, man. And it's like, yeah, it's, I need to leave before I, oh fuck, my God. I, fuck, I fuck something up, man. So what happened? Did you end Bro, up? I didn't tell nobody nothing. You just, just Irish left. goodbye. Yeah. I didn't want to make a scene. I didn't want people, no, man, just have a water. Just stay, you yeah. know. I just, I knew I needed out of the situation. I was too far gone, and I felt like an asshole for it because it was their big day. I still feel like an asshole. Oh, you got to make it about you, man. I this know. always get, this goes all him. the way yeah. back. Good. To yeah. Call back. Eh, we try here. Comedy. Comedy. That's we're, a good Mark Norman impression. Comedy. Hey, I'm gay. <laughs> uh, God. So did you have you spoken to them since? This yeah, was a week I, ago. I, I messaged him and was like, dude, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, man, it's totally fine. Like, we just want yeah, to make sure you were. On. We just wanted to make sure that you were okay. Like, we we thought you drove or something. Because, dude, I was pissed we were supposed to go on a party bus and go out to this bar district. Yeah, let them know. Yeah. No, it was my fault. I'm oh, pissed at uh, myself. Because after the reception, everyone was going to go out and go party. Right, and they party did. Bu- they did, yeah. You went I home. Did you not, called mom yeah. and was like, hey. Said, mom, come get me. Come get me. Come get your boy. And she did. Bless her heart, man. She drove and got me and then had her sister take her back to go get my car and drove my car oh, back. Oh, that's super Total sweet. Oh, that's nice. God. Yep. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Wyatt Lutz. Welcome to my life. Well, <laughs> 
But you're doing great now. You're not yeah, really cool, partying man. too much other than the wedding situation. You got any dates coming up? This will come out in like uh, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, well, this will be coming out after. But this coming Friday, we got Donnell at Wiley's. I'm with him. Uh, Hell yeah. Gonna be sweet. We got a big weekend. Did you say JB Smooth? Huh? Did you just say JB Smooth? No, Donnell uh, Rollins. No, I know. I heard you say that. And then you said at Wiley's. And then I thought I heard you say JB Smooth. Uh-uh. Too. No, no, it's at Wiley's. We have a, he has a big weekend planned out with like a canoe trip and like a carnival and shit. Really? It's going to be dope. Yeah. So do you like always do you tag along on all that stuff? No, like it's just because he's doing it around here. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just like I have friends in the group and shit, so like I'm not like gr- friends friends with Donnell, but we're like we're connected for sure. Uh, I always call it the uh, desert island test. Yeah, this it'll make sense. So, because I always joke with my girlfriend Savannah, friend of the show, I'm always like, yeah, I'm friends with so and so. Like I'll see someone on TV and I go, hey, I'm friends with that person, and she goes, are you friends? Or have you met them a couple times? Yeah. So I call it the desert island test. I can call you a friend if we got dropped on a desert island and there's a thousand people there. You don't know any of them. If you and I saw each other, would you go, hey, I know that guy? Yeah. Absolutely, and if that's yeah. the case, I can say, hey, that's my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that 100 percent. Yeah. Desert Island. So Donnell Rollins yeah, is yeah. your friend. Yeah. We're desert desert friends. We're desert island friends. <laughs> yeah. I do it all the time, especially with like bigger name comics because my girlfriend is always just like. You don't know them. <laughs> you fucking accosted them outside of a bathroom once. But isn't that cool, though, sitting, like, as a comic, like, and you, I'm sure, can relate a lot more than me because I'm only three years in. You're a lot more. But, like, so cool watching YouTube or, like, TV with somebody and be like, I know that guy. Oh, I've, I've met him. Like, I'm friends with it's him. It's awesome. Like, it's so neat. It was so weird. Uh, shout out to uh, Matthew uh, Bernard. <laughs> we were. Uh, we That's a McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> Just finished his book. Is it good? It's good. It's weird. If you read it in his voice, it's very much Matthew. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like everything I read, I'm always like, green light. All right. All right. All right. right." right. Um, But no, it was good. It was really good. It was powerful. Talks about his career and stuff. But uh, Matthew Bessard was on this season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And it's weird because I didn't know that. I've done shows with him and like I've hung out and talked with him and stuff and and then all of a sudden we're watching Miss Maisel and then he's in the scene in the diner. And I go, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. And Savannah was just like, what, what, what? And I go, that's my buddy. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. My uh, a friend of mine, her sister is a comic and she's in Marvelous Miss Maisel. She's the secretary. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, at the like the corporation she works at or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget her name. Abby is my friend. She worked at the uh, Dayton Funny Bone. She was a server here. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they, um, it's so weird, too, because outside of, and I know you can relate to this because you live in a, like a smaller town and, you know, in the middle of the country. So outside of New York and LA, you forget, or I guess I should say in New York and LA, you don't realize how, like, it's so small. Like the people, like the network of people on TV. So like yeah. here in Dayton, Ohio, if I watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and I was like, hey, I know that guy. My mom would be like, holy shit, that's nuts. But in New York and L.A., they're just like, yeah, yeah, that guy was Steve. our fucking. Yeah. yeah, that was our server like two years ago before he got his big break. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it's so bizarre because <clears throat> here it's crazy because working at Wiley's and the Funny Bones and stuff, you get to meet very famous people. So you hang out with them all the time. But then you go to some of your friends and you're like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. And they're like, get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So it just all depends on the circles you run. And like because you hang out at those comedy clubs, you get to see that stuff. Right. And yeah, it's fun. Friends, it's friends cool. Text me like your life's a fucking movie, man. Like, what the fuck? But it's then like, it's true. But then if you were to go to L.A. or Chicago or New York yeah. and have to start over, you'd yeah. be like, man, I fucking hate yeah. this. Yeah. I say it all the time. I'm doing the same thing in New York that I would do here that I did in Florida. I wake up, I go to the gym, I walk the dog, I go to work, and then I go do comedy stuff. Yep. Only difference is the city that I'm in. Yep. But on paper, it looks so much cooler to say I do comedy in New York than to say I do comedy in Jacksonville. Yeah. And that's only because of other people's perception. Yep. There are killers in Florida where I'm from. There's killers up here, the people that we did the show with. like. There's great comics everywhere. So it's so bizarre to just be like, just because I saved the money to make the move. And the other thing you have to take into account, too, is you're established here. You've only been doing it three years, but you're established in this area. Right. If you got up and moved, you'd have to start over. See, that's like that's why I'm content with staying around here. Like that's the, the hardest part that I've already had. Yeah. Like, 
Plus, all you're working takes, with big comics at clubs and stuff. All anyway. it takes is one of them big comics at a club to say, "I like hanging out with you." Do Come you, on the road. Here's my dates. Tell me what dates you want to work with me. Yeah, exactly. It's all it Which takes. Which is the same exact thing that can happen anywhere in the country as anywhere. long as there's a good club. Anywhere. I decided, hey, I'll go to the most expensive city in the entire country. And it, it, I love New York, and it's provided a lot more opportunities for booking people on the podcast and just getting seen and stuff. But realistically. Anybody can do comedy anywhere in the country. Right. It's not it's not that outlandish. It's just plus I do like the uh, validity and the validation that comes with saying I I'm a New York comic. Yeah, because there is something about, you know, David Tell and Tom Rhodes and all, like all those Absolutely. guys. There's something about that. I'd love to like, meet Dave, man. He's so, so such a good comedian. He's a very nice person. I, I've heard that, too. Yeah, I've smoked cigarettes uh, a couple times with him. He's a very sweet guy. My favorite, probably my favorite Netflix special is the bump and mics with him and Jeff. Oh, Ross. yeah. Yeah. God, that's good. Dude, you probably never saw it because you're a little younger than me, but Insomniac with David Tell. I never, yeah, I never watched much you, of it. Look it up on YouTube. It's super cool. He, like, goes to different cities. This is back when he was drinking and, like, would party with the locals and then go do, like, local shit. That's like, cool. stuff you don't read about in the tourist magazines. See, I've seen, uh, uh, I found, I think it was on either Paramount Plus or Discovery Plus. I think Paramount Plus. But they have Dave Attell's The Underground. You ever watch that? No. It's like like rough comedy, like yeah, like dirty comedy. Yeah. But it's all these big J's on there and uh, shit. I gotta watch a couple that. other people. I, Joe List is on there, I believe. I love Joe. Yeah, it, it's Did, really good. God, we could sit here and talk comedy. And forever. then the, the Jeff Ross where he roasts like the inmates in the prisons. Oh have you seen yeah, that? yeah, that yeah. I cool. did see that. That yeah. shit's that good, fun. God, well, tell everybody one more time where they can find you. Plug everything again. Yeah, uh, it's Wyatt Lutz. Yeah, Wyatt Lutz comedy, all social media, um, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, OnlyFans, OnlyFans. Yeah, want to watch me do the helicopter on your phone screen? Uh, <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, just follow me. Come out show. Come out see a show. Check us out. Uh, follow Brendan's podcast for sure. Oh, that's this sweet. is a uh, been a fun time, man. I've really a, enjoyed that talking was a blast, to you, blast, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, Brendan T Comedy on all social media at Brendan T Comedy, Brendan dot com. I'll be at the stand June 29th, So come out for that show. It's my big break. Whoop whoop. Um, also, check out Old Dayton Pizza at Riverside Hideaway, where my mom and stepdad work because they own this bar, and that's why we're here. The pizza is fantastic. It is good pizza. I do appreciate. Follow us on Patreon, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Later.